If I don't have that passion to serve, and if I don't think I'm being effective for the people who elect me, for the taxpayers, if I'm not doing a good job, then why am I even doing it? That's yeah. the problem with politicians now. They are doing it just because they have a title. They're not passionate about it. They don't care. Yeah. You don't see them showing up to, to community events because they really just want, want the title. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Marketing and 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com and let us know. Today we are at Heights Baptist Church and we appreciate them letting us come in and record. Emergence Functional Nutrition and the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce are our sponsors for this podcast and you can learn more about them later in the show. If you're a first-time listener, we would love for you to subscribe to Creating Community on your favorite podcast app. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts or you can listen directly at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. In this episode, we are talking with Joel Castro, Alvin City Council, and many other things, which we'll get into. But uh, we're trying to appeal to the youth of today. Yeah. Yes. yes. So uh, thank you very much for which we love podcasts, by the way. Yes, yes yeah. exactly. Welcome to the show, yeah. Joel. Thank you for having me. So before we started recording, we were just mentioning the fact that I've known you for four years, and I didn't realize it's been four years. But I until you, you said your age. <laughs> yes. Because you yeah, more gray hair since I first met you. Oh Jace. my gosh, does yeah. he ever? <laughs> yes. But so four years ago, you ran for city council at the ripe old age of 18. That's right. Why did you wait so long to and run? one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I should have done it a lot sooner. Yes. I don't know what took me so long. Yeah. I've just always loved America. I've always loved like our democracy and, and what it has to offer. I'm a second generation American. My great grandma and my grandma uh, both came to America to live the American dream the right way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I got to specify, yes. yeah, they came here to provide, you know, a, a life for, for my mother and her brother and their future grandkids. So I've always had that, that earning of wanting to serve some way, somehow. And, you know, I've always loved listening about what's happening in our government. I remember when I was in junior high, it was the 2012 election. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In junior high. Yeah. And I remember my dad was yelling at the TV. He was getting frustrated. I was like, what the heck is he yelling at the TV for? I like, I want to know what he's yelling at. Uh, because I thought it was kind of funny. It was, you know, it, it was, it was the news and it was Obama and it was him, uh, you know, threatening our second amendment. Right. And I was like, well, that's, you can't do that. Like that's wrong. And so it, that just sparked my interest, and then it just went from there. I was, you know, you would see me at any given time watching the news, reading the news. And then in high school, I was involved in pretty much anything I could be, uh, was involved in the community. And from there, I decided that I want to get involved politically right when I turned 18. Um, I remember the month before I turned 18 was the same, or the registration deadline was the first day of no, I was 17 at the at the end of a registration deadline, but I would be 18 at the election time. Okay. And the mayor was up for re-election. <clears throat> and I remember we were, you know, I was a mascot at the time, so I was in a mascot thing with the mayor. And I took off my helmet one time, and I said, Mayor, why should I vote for you? Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm some 17-year-old kid. 
and punk, uh, punk kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> dressed as a <laughs> dressed as a bee. <laughs> yes. And uh, yellow jacket, yeah, yes, yellow, yellow jacket, jacket. sting him, yeah. boys, sting him. <laughs> and he was just so shocked that, well, yeah. that some kid just asked him, "Why should I vote for him?" And then I proceeded to ask him. I said, "Well, you know, I'm I'm 17 now. I'm 17 at the registration deadline, but I'll be 18 in in election time." And he said, "What? Well, you could still." Register to vote, and you can still vote, you know, as long as you get it in by that time. And I said, like, okay, perfect. And I told him, I was like, if there's anything I could do to help you out on your campaign. How about if I step it up a notch and I'll run? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be more than happy to help you out on your campaign. Wow. Um, yeah, and so... Then so he had an answer that you liked. Yeah, so I helped him out on his campaign. Yeah, he had a great answer. And then about seven months after that, a position opened up on city council. A council member resigned, and, you know, I was involved politically through the party, through the county party, and I figured, you know, what else I got to lose? And I thought to myself first, it was like, you know, who's going to vote for an 18-year-old? Like, I'm right. not even sure I'd vote for an 18-year-old. Right. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is, you know, I had strong convictions. I had a path forward that I wanted to see for the city. I wanted to keep the city on, on the same track we're on right now yeah. and what we've been on. And people liked that message. They liked a fresh perspective. They liked the energy. And I got a lot of that. And so <laughs> they elected me. I had two opponents that went into a runoff election. It was a hard fought runoff. Then was up for re-election a year later because it was yeah. a special term. So right. it was almost like election after election. And um, got drew an opponent at that election um, and then was re-elected with 86% of the vote. Wow. And so been here ever since and I'm up for re-election in May. All right. Yeah. So you talked about why you decided to step in and help yep. the mayor and do those kind of things. A lot of kids your age, and I do say kid, mm. I don't mean it offensively, That's okay. but a lot of young people choose to join the military. So yep. why not go that route as opposed to what you did? Yeah, that's a really good question. What's uh, a good answer? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, so my family has always been a family of service, right? You know, grandpa served in the military, cousins served in the military. There are so many ways of serving this country, whether it be volunteering for the fire department, going to school to be a police officer, volunteering at any organization, any nonprofit that, you know, Salvation Army. Of course, nothing is to the scale of joining the military and, and serving our country in that aspect. But military is not for everyone, right? We all know right. that. And so I found another way to serve. And I thought, you know, I had good convictions of, you know, what I believed politically, my philosophy yeah, and, right. and where I stood. And so I figured that avenue would be best where I could serve. Yeah. Sure. Well, it sounds like you got it from your father, but the, the interesting thing too is that you have your convictions yeah. already. You're exactly right. But I'll tell you one thing about my, my dad. So my dad was, he was, I think he was a typical person. He complained all the time, but didn't vote. First person he voted okay. for was his own son. Really? Yeah, and I had to make him register to vote because he was like, I don't want jury duty. I'm like, you're not going <laughs> to. Like, first okay. of all, jury duty is like an amazing yeah. way. Like, it's like that's like democracy. They're like, you get to, you know. So you've roped your dad into <laughs> jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't even gotten it I yet. I understand. So, like, he, he didn't vote. He didn't vote at all. But he was first to complain about everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so that's it's an interesting thing to me that because it is a special election that you initially got voted in on. You served a year, yep. and now you served three years yep. of a term. Alvin City Council is term limited at nine years, yep. and so you are up for election this time. Yep, but you're you're term limited after that. So you're, because you're one of the few people, seven, right? You will have served your full capacity, but that's only seven years versus nine. Yes, because it's three terms technically. Because I fulfilled one term, even though it wasn't a full term, even though it wasn't a full term. 
you know, government bureaucracy, <laughs> they always screw stuff up. Uh, <laughs> and Coming so, from the person in. <laughs> in good, yeah. We, I'm in it to change it. There you yeah. go. Yeah. My first term wasn't a full term, but it still counted for, as one. Sure, yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, I had a full term second time, and hopefully I'll have another full term my last term. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to, to say that I'm, I'm termed out at 23, you know, yeah. Yeah. or 22. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, and so um, we'll talk more about your role as a councilman and some of the other things you're doing. But along with being a councilman, you're also in school. Yep. You're, what, what are you going to school for? Uh, so business administration economics. So I'm studying that all online, um, which is really good um, at Liberty University. Look. I love the flexibility of having it online. Of course, yeah. went to ACC Fins Up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless yes. Plug. Yeah, shameless Jake, plug. Jake has lots of those. Your college right now. Uh, that was great. Yeah, He's see. got the college yeah. voice, too. You should the hire me, Jake. Yeah. Radio voice, I'll too. send you a, a, a sample reel. Yeah, right. I'll send you a sample yeah. reel. Um, and an RFP. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so doing that all online gives me the flexibility to be able to serve um, and do my other things that I like to do. And I kind of have a hard time with just staying in one place, too, and, and just, you know, in my opinion... This is just me before I get on my soapbox. I'm going to get my soapbox on this one. I feel it. You know, the classroom, I don't understand why I have to go to the classroom, sit there for two hours, and do all my work online. Right. There's a reason why I pay to go to the classroom. Sure. Do it in the classroom. It's beyond me. I'm sure it's a lot, you know, there's other people with a lot smarter than I am on on higher education, but I don't get it. Yeah. I got to do everything online, but I pay to sit in classroom. Yeah. On laptop. Anyways. All right, so box done. <laughs> I like I, me for AC. I was, yeah, yeah, no, I'm that guy that I prefer to sit in class. I don't want to do it online. I don't think I have the personal drive to do the education part. I can do everything else if there's something I want to take, classes or whatever. I can do those. Yeah. But for college, online wasn't for me. I really needed to be in the classroom. Really? So for me, I, I'm, I'm a complete opposite. The, the fact of like me having to be at one spot at one particular time and just sit there and just listen and then, yeah. and then like know that I could be doing all of this at home or wherever, wherever I want on my laptop because it's literally the exact same thing. Yeah, but I think for me it takes the distraction out. Really? I, I'm in a mindset of this is education time, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing. When I'm at home or sitting in a coffee shop or a library yeah. on a computer, there's always things to distract. So when you say business administration and economics, I, I, I know there's a lot of people that are interested in politics, yeah. interested in getting involved, and they always seem to get political science degrees. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying, why did you choose business administration and economics? You want the real answer? Uh, yeah. yeah. Real yeah. answer is because I didn't want really to deal with a whole bunch of liberal professors. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real answer. And Jake uh, said he wasn't going to get him riled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I tried. Yeah. I told you, you go for two, two no, rounds of questions. No, that's a good... Uh, yeah. But um, I understand the answer. Yeah. 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 And, and also, you know, with a political science degree, you know, it, if I were to stay in politics, right, which is not really my decision it's the voters decision if i were to get out of it there's not really that much you can do with a political science degree except political science politics or, or being a lawyer and that's just you know i, I don't want to be tied down to one specific thing do you i agree do you feel that most people that get a degree other than a profession like a doctor or mm-hmm. lawyer do you feel that most people that get their degree do something in that field because I feel like that's probably not the case. I think there's a lot of people with liberal arts yeah. degrees, business degrees that are doing something else. Are you, or, are you talking about like 
other elected in officials or in general? I'm talking about in general, but particularly elected officials. Yeah, I mean, look, look at our congressman. I mean, we have a congressman who is an ACC repair guy now, and we have another congressman who who was in law enforcement and served our country. And you know, our state rep is an insurance agent. So I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I think there's there's a there's a variety of, of different. Well, when we had Representative Thompson on the on the podcast last time, we talked to him, and he mentioned that. For him, pay is very minimal. Yeah. So what does that look like for a city councilman in Alvin, really? Because yeah. you're not doing this for the money. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. Thank you for bringing it up because for some odd reason, everyone thinks we're just funneling money. Through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there's some dark money coming through. And, you know, I'll I tell you what, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We get a, a whopping $300 uh, every month, which is, um, you know, after taxes and stuff, it's <laughs> 277 Yeah. But that probably goes to gas to drive. Yeah, gas. I mean, it, it really it's costing you money to be there. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's costing us money, yeah. and so yeah, I think that's important for people to hear. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. We are not taking we're not taking all this money from taxpayers, right? So yeah, yeah good question. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're gonna that's take two. It. He told me I had two good questions. Yeah, Jake, man. what's your good question coming <laughs> yeah. out? Oh, oh, it's, it's oh man, you <laughs> should not ask. <laughs> Segway man, this here. is a great place for a break. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna take a break real, real quick and uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with Joel Castro. Hi, this is Amy Shelton with Emergence Functional Nutrition. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you looking for a sustainable diet and lifestyle changes to get you to the place where you want to be? I invite you to book a free discovery session. Go to www.efn.fit. Hi, this is Carrie Perrin, President and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. Here at the Chamber, we want to support local businesses. We want to give you visibility in the community. We want to give you opportunity in the community. And for those of you that aren't business owners, we want to let you know about all our wonderful Chamber members. And if you support them, you support our community. So remember, whether you're a business or a community member, when you eat, shop, play, and support local business, you support the community. And we're back with Alvin City Councilman Joel Castro. So the role that you have in council Mm -hmm. is uh, at large. Yep. And so that means I'll give you my explanation of it and then you tell me. And then you tell us. That you represent the entire city. You're one of three elected officials for the city council that represent the whole city. There's two at large and the mayor. Yep. So there's you and there's Kiko Moore. Yep. How do you try to accurately represent the entire city? And I get that Alvin's small. And then the and then the others to finish, the others yeah. have specific areas of the city. Yeah. So that's a really good question. And I think oh, for Alvin, there is a, yeah, you got that, one, no, Jake. No, nice. no, seriously, this is a good question. because uh, I could talk a long time about this. Alvin's very unique in the fact that we have a really good council that gets along. Do you want me to stare at the camera? <laughs> no, look at me. Yeah. Alvin's in, in, in a really unique position uh, where all of our, you know, our council members work together. You look at other municipalities, especially, you know, our neighbors, that's not the case. Yeah. So we're lucky in that aspect. And so we all work together representing different districts. You know, your dad's on council, Jake, and, you know, he serves a district. But I know for a fact, if someone from another district were to come, come up to him, absolutely, he will help him out. Sure. And that's just, that's just like, just a part of us serving our city. So, 
Yeah, granted, we have district council members. We have five district council members and two at-large council members. But we really, we all work together for the whole city. I think really when it comes to ballot, we only, you know, a geographical district votes for us. Right. But inevitably when we get elected, we we serve the whole city. That's really what I, what I like. Um, and, and I will say I've seen that in numerous instances. And, and I do appreciate that because sometimes people don't know what district they live in, Yep. you know, yeah. and, and they'll go talk to someone. I've been there and watch it happen where they're talking to, say, Martin. Yeah. They don't live in Martin's district. He's like, I got you. Yeah. And he'll still go try yeah. and take care of it. And, and I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I don't know if that's because it's a smaller town and it still kind of flows that way. I don't yeah. forget Houston as crazy as it is, but I don't know that if in Houston. Oh, that's not my district. Would, yeah, yeah. I think that would be the attitude. That's not my district. You need to reach out to your. Exactly. And that's not, I mean, sometimes we joke about that and we love to give each other a hard time, especially me and Kiko when we're like, oh, that, you know, go to your council <laughs> member. Or when there's something, something like, you know, there's a pothole in one district and like, you know, we call Gabe up or we call, you know, uh, right. Richard up and say, why did you let this huge pothole <laughs> come up in your district? <laughs> your district. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way to go, district council member. But yeah. So, I mean, really, it's it's sometimes it's good to make fun of, but we all help each other out. Yeah. Well, and you kind of alluded to it right there where you guys are giving each other a hard time outside of council. Mm. You guys are for lack of a better term, friendly with each other? You guys do things together? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you look at all the government entities in Alvin. You have the drainage district, you have the college, you have the school, school board, you have the city council. Probably the first time in a very long time, all of us are all working together yeah. for the same reason. There's no egos getting in the way. There's no agendas getting in the way. We're on a we're on a pathway forward to an amazing city, right? I you know, I announced I was running for election last week and someone was saying, you know, Alvin, you know, the roads are horrible, all these other things. And I, I told him, look, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, we have we know that we have a lot of work to do. But the fact of the matter is, is we're doing our best to build Rome as cost effective, as efficient and as as um, fiscally responsible. Yeah, as fiscally. Yeah, yeah fiscally <clears throat> responsible as possible. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think that's, that's shown throughout the city, whether it be the college, the school, the drainage district, and in the city. The fact of the matter is, is Alvin's a lot better off now than we were before. Yeah. yeah. So. And the other thing, too, I think, is that a lot of times when you get on social media, not you, but just generally, yeah. someone's on social media and they start to complain. The weird thing is it's almost like they have to get it wrong. Because I've seen people, I've, I've literally seen people complain to a councilman about their school taxes. Yeah. Like, you need to lower my school taxes. And I was like, man. Yeah. Not, like, it's literally in the name. Yeah. I know. You know. Well, see, and, and that's when I think it's our job as elected officials to educate, right? Yeah. You know, when I was running for office, someone told me, you know, we need to buy more school buses or we need to buy yeah. new school yes. buses. And I said, that's great. You know, if I was running for school board, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. be yeah. on the agenda. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be on the agenda. But, um. You know, that's our job is to educate people. You know, another thing about about Alvin, and I think local governments across the state and even in our area, is that we've had a hard time reaching out to people. We've had a hard time of, of connecting and educating people. A lot of older people just don't, you know, aren't, aren't vibing on social media. They're, they're you know, they're, they're not actively and proactively connecting with their constituents. But people like Jake and I, who are on social media, all of our council members are on social media, yep. and we're pouring out information. There's there's complete 100% transparency. Yep. We'd be more than happy to take a phone call, answer a text, send out a message, right. answer an email. And so we're proactively trying to educate people what's happening in their city. Yep. Because inevitably, 
our constituents are our bosses. The taxpayers are our bosses. They elect right. us. Yeah. So yeah, and well, and also, so obviously, as a council member, you're actively involved in the local yep. community, but you're also very active statewide. Yeah, countywide. I know, obviously, Brazoria County Young Republicans. And then I've seen some opportunities with Run Gen Z. Yep. For us older folk. Mm-hmm. What's, speaking what's tour. Run, yeah, what's Run Gen Z? Okay, so Run Gen Z. So basically what we are is we are a, a 501c4. And uh, we are a newly found, actually, yeah, about a newly found organization, about a year and a half old. And it's a group of, we're now at 35 elected officials all mm-hmm. across the nation, same age as me. I got elected same age as me. Whether they are a state rep, a council member, a county commissioner, or you know a sheriff, whatever it may be, sure, we got them. And so we we've seen all across the board that young conservative people are stepping up to run for office and they're winning. We've all got together and we're like, let's create this organization called Run Gen Z. And so we get Gen Zers to run for off conservative trailblazers in in the Generation Z to run for office and win. And so I, I've been able to help people, you know, I, I ran for office, I clearly won. And so manip- or model what I did and help people like in New York win. So I have a mentee that's in New York. I have another mentee in New Jersey, one in Arizona, Florida, and then I had two in Texas. One really cool story. So I was the youngest elected official in Texas for a while. Long time. Yeah, yeah. a long time. I was able to help mentor the next youngest elected official in Texas, took my spot, a phenomenal guy, beat out a, a Democrat incumbent, been there for years. Um, he was 19, he, and he, he beat her. And so it was pretty cool to, to see that, you know, what we're doing is working. So since then, we've been able to flip seats across this nation. Uh, we've been able to engage people. Um, and so I, I love it. I love what we do. Because, you know, we've seen all throughout history that it's the younger generation to actually, you know, get things done. We look... You know, we look all the way back to even some of the apostles that Jesus appointed. They were the exact same age as, you know, as me. We look at, you know, some of the people who, some of our founding fathers, they were the exact same age as me. We look to even, you know, in World War II, the people that stopped everything to, to, you know, fight against communism. You and Um, younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, me and younger. My generation, even Sam Houston, first president of Texas, got elected, um, but he got elected his first office at 24. So a lot of these people started off at a young age, and they have, you know, these are significant people in in American history. These these people, you know, that have, you know, their legacy has lived on for generations. We're just trying to to encourage that even more uh, because we're seeing a turmoil happening in this country. Would you say there is a movement to younger elected officials? And if so, what do you account for that movement? Because yeah. obviously in order for younger people to get elected in, mm-hmm. there has to be younger people voting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what do you, what do you account for that change? I think, there's, I think there's several answers to that question. I think one thing is people are realizing that the same old establishment is not working. Okay. You know, the reason why we're having a lot of the issues that we have now is because the same people have been getting elected for years and years. And in result of that, we've been in endless wars, tremendous amount of debt, you know, countless of, of, of spending, trillions of dollars of spending now. It's like billions is not even a, a term in any yeah. Congress member's, um, you know, vocabulary. It's in the trillions. And p- people are tired of it. People are tired of getting taxed out of their homes. They're tired of being um, regulated out of business. 
And so uh, people are wanting a change. And so I think they're taking a shot at, at young people because there are young people getting elected all across this nation. Yeah. I know I know you and I have talked about this off Mike, yep. but do you see a life of politics for Joel Castro or do you have something else planned? Being in politics is really not up to me. It's up to the voters, sure. right? You know, I have, a, I have a hard time with lifetime politicians, you know, because what I just said, right. because, you know, we you know, eventually, you know, we just get we don't focus on, on you know, on the real, you know, the real issues. Yeah, but that, knowing that going so in, you can focus on that as you move forward and yeah. not be that life politician despite yeah. being in it. For life. For life, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, I, I would I would love to serve in some way, somehow, in, in the political realm, you know, for at least for right now, for the foreseeable sure. future, for a good portion of my life. Yeah. I've, the fact of the matter is I've done it my entire adulthood. Uh, I've been in politics. That's true. So, uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I would like to stay in it, uh, but, of course, it's not up to me. So, Well, and I, I think in, I 100% agree mm-hmm. that it's the voters. Right. But it's also a little bit that you have to choose, right? Yeah. Like you have to decide if you'll run and then it becomes a voter's choice. Yeah. You can choose to vote or choose to run for something, choose not to run yeah. for something. And then that creates the, yeah. the situation where the voters are then in charge. Yeah. I mean, this the, the second, you know, I don't have fun. I'm just, uh, you know, if I don't have that passion to serve and if I don't think I'm being effective for the people who elected me, for the taxpayers, if I'm not doing a good job, then... Why am I even doing it? That's yeah. the problem with politicians now. They are doing it just because they have a title. They're not passionate about it. They don't care. Yeah. You don't see them showing up to, to community events because they really just want want the title. So when I think a lot of them get elected and then quit serving in order to stay elected. Yes. You know, and I think that there, there's obviously a balance because you have to do a campaign and you have to do all that. And there's everything that goes with running yeah. a campaign. But to me, it becomes less about how can I help the people who elected me for sure or my district even because some people didn't even vote for you, right? Like in anything. Oh, yeah. There are people who didn't vote for you. Yeah. You still serve them. Yeah. But when it becomes, okay, well, I just need to get reelected and then I'll do it. And I think that's the struggle is that there, there is a machine that makes it difficult from what I can tell to, to get things done at yeah. the higher levels. That's why I like local politics. Oh, I love it. See, and this is what I tell people because, you know, when I'm out speaking at these conferences across the nation, people ask me like, you know, you're going to run for Congress, you're going to run for this. And I was like, I have no desire to do that because, you know, if you're running for Congress, you get in Congress or, you know, become a U.S. Senator, uh, you're in federal politics. What you're worried about is how do I get that 30-second slot on Fox News where you're in the local level, state level, whatever it may be, you're more worried about how do I help my neighbor you know, across the street. And so it, it varies. And although I, I pretty, I probably, you know, in any given day would say about 15 stuff that can get me a 30 second slot <laughs> yeah. on Fox news. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, I just, I just don't have that, that desire because DC just has such a weird disconnection from, from everyone else. Yeah. Reality. So, yeah, yeah. Reality. Exactly. Yeah. So. When well, I think too, that the struggle is sometimes like any decision in, in Alvin, for instance, yep can have a positive and negative effect on some portion of Alvin. Directly. Yeah. And you extrapolate that out to say the presidency, a president or Congress or the Senate can make a decision that helps California, but hurts Idaho or helps North Dakota, but hurts Florida. And I understand that's part of it. But the thing that I struggle with is when the politicians like, I'm going to make everybody happy. Like, no, you're, you're really not yeah. like there's, it's just not possible. There's a bridge to nowhere in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Will not happen. And I think if they were just, a little bit more honest about, right? Look, this Can't is this everybody. is great for yeah. state A, yeah. and it's not good for state B. Yeah. But I weighed my options, yeah. 
I weighed the, the this factors. one makes sense for the country. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you're exactly right. If we spend all our time trying to make everyone happy, we'll get nothing done. Yeah. You know, I, I actually had a pretty blunt conversation with a friend of mine who was elected in Montana and he was having a hard time because there were some people that were bashing him on social media. And uh, I talked to him and I said, look, these people weren't going to vote for you anyways. Like these people are just far left radicals. They're like, there's no way they're going to vote for you. So like, why do you even care? Like wh- why are you even spending time, you know, replying to these crazy, just like false narrative messages because that's exactly what they want. Like they want you to like to, to engage. Yeah, they want they want to know that you're bothering them or that that they're bothering you. Mm-hmm. You will never make everyone happy. And if you and if you are, then you aren't doing your job right. Well, when we talked to State Representative Thompson, he yep. described that what a work year looks for him or an election cycle mm-hmm. looks like he's running for election one year and then he serves 140 days yep. the next year. Right, and then you repeat the cycle. So, what does it look like for a Alvin City Councilman? Yeah, so it's. I mean, it varies. We have some council members. Uh, Alvin right now is in a pretty good spot, but we've had some council members who are engaged in the community and try to go to every community event they can. And that's pretty much the consensus of the council we have now. At any given community event, you'll see at least one or two of us. And I think that um, there are some other council members or uh, some other elected <coughs> officials who are more behind the scenes. And so, really, you know, we're only required to go to two meetings a month. And even then, we have, like, three meeting. Like, like you can miss three meetings, right, in a row. Okay. Um, you shouldn't. You know, right. you shouldn't miss any meeting. I think I've missed one or two for various reasons. Yeah. But, yeah, so it really it really does vary. If you want to be an active council member, then you're going to spend a, a heck of a lot of time. If you just want to be behind the scenes, then, you know, you can pick and choose. We get to create on schedule. So that's what's really good. But I try to be as active as possible as I can. Yeah. Yeah. So doing that. And then, of course, when re-election time happens, which, I mean, I, there's nothing more I love than campaigning. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, golly, I mean, you're spending 24-7, uh, right. you know, 25-8 <laughs> So in, in non-election times, what are you doing to keep yourself busy? So same thing. Uh, you know, in my opinion, I'm, this may sound bad, but the campaign never stops. You know, I'm always... I'm always for up for election, in my opinion. I'm always 10 points behind, too. Yeah. And so I work like heck as if I'm running. One thing that I was told that, that I keep to heart is that if I were running against myself, what would I use against me? Like, what would I campaign against me on? Okay. And I think about that all the time, and I make sure that I'm not messing up in any way and granted, you know, we all make mistakes. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I've definitely made mistakes in, sure. in politics. But I'm not going to let something that I can, that I have a say on, that I can, that I can fix or sure. that I can do affect me and, and, and my reelection or who's running against yeah, me. Yeah, I, I think it takes a special person to put your life out there to be scrutinized constantly. Oh, yeah. So you're I in mean, a position that I never desire to be in. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was there was a guy it was from Run Gen Z, actually. He was running in, I don't know, some some state that, you know, if it's not Texas, I don't know. It doesn't count. Yeah. One of those Midwest states. But he was asking me, he was 18 and was talking about running. And, and um, I just, I, you know, I was completely blunt with him. I said, look, you know, Running at 18 isn't, you know, it sounds fun, right? It sounds really cool to say, you know, I, you know, I was elected at 18. But gosh, like, you know, you really do. You sacrifice a lot. Yeah. I mean, there, I can't tell you um, the, the amount, like, so many times that I have to, you know, 
back off or, you know, or not, not back off, but like not go hang out with friends, I, you know, losing that going to college experience that we talked about sure. earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't able to go off and, you know, live in a dorm and, and, and go to college. There's so many experiences that, that I left out on, you know, yeah. and I was, you know, I was just, you know, thrown in there, you know, didn't get my toes wet. I was, I was thrown into the pool. Yeah. And so it was really like a, you know, growing up fast and quick, you know, yeah. Well, being I can see a, out of high school. You, you just said something I think a lot of politicians or a lot of young people who are interested in running might not think about. I'm graduating. I'm going to run for council, get elected. Okay, now I'm going to go off to A&M. Oh, wait. Nope. Can't, can't do, that. do that. Yeah. I'm going to go off to UT. Can't do that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Way to list both of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, <laughs> another thing. Another thing. Yeah. Like, and, I, you know, I don't drink. I don't do any of that crazy stuff. Right. But, you know, pe- you know people that, that my age, it is they, something they do. people yeah. want to do. Yeah, people do. Like, you can't. You know, you can't post crazy stuff on Snapchat anymore. You can't, yeah. you know, like, you have to grow up now because you're running for office. And the fact mm-hmm. of the matter that, that we're 18 and, and, you know, that we're young, people are going, the people are going to look at us even more. They're going to try to find something to, to get sure. rid of. And once or, it's out there, it's yeah, out there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and it's never sure. going to go away. So they're going to, they're going to try their hardest to try to tear us down in any way possible. And so, we really, you know, we have to be more careful than, than others. We have to be more more studious than others. We have to know what we're talking mm-hmm. about because someone's going to ask us a hard question to make us look dumb. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's n- it's not always easy. It's, I mean, it, I would say it was it was very difficult when I was when I was running the first time, just because I mean there was a lot of stuff I missed out on. Granted, I wouldn't trade it for a thing. I right. wouldn't. But it's definitely not for everybody. Yeah. And you know, sure. having to spend you know, having to be able to, having to have to study a heck of a lot more than, than my opponents, yeah. um, having to you know learn about everything at just at such a fast track because, you know, my opponents had a heck of a lot more life experience than I did. And I, I wasn't blind to that fact. I yeah. knew, I knew that. And so I just had to pick up from where I was lacking off. Sure. So, yeah. All right. and so as we wrap up and as we talk about social media, people can find you at Joel Castro TX. That'll be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Parlor, Gitter. That's right. Whatever else comes out. Yes, sir. And I know that you're very active on there, and you're you're very quick to uh, respond, or, chime or, in, yeah, mm-hmm. be able to get answers and stuff. Yeah. So I, Dorn, even your wife today, uh, right? Actually, right when I parked, she tagged me on a post on Taco Valvin, and right. I was able to respond real quick. Which, and, and you know, the, and there are other politicians in the local area down in Manville, in Pearland, in Alvin that we do the same thing yeah. to that are very quick to... So I will say that is that is the positive thing that comes out of social media is being able to tag somebody that might have an answer to set people straight. Mm-hmm. And typically that's done because there is answers all over the place. Oh, yeah. And we're like, hey, let's just get to the truth of this and get somebody that knows what's going on. Yeah, so. yeah, no, you're exactly right. And, I, and, like, and I, I really appreciate when people tag me and stuff because... You know, I'm then on, you can answer. You yeah, can't I, see everything. I can't yeah. see everything, right? Yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. I of course, you know, I'll go on Facebook and I'll post something. Like I'll post, you know, a one-liner thought that I have, um, and I'll just go and post it, and I'll just, you know, go off and do do whatever I'm I'm doing. But I can't see everything, especially on Talk of Alvin, because like you actually have to actively go to Talk of Alvin and look. And then some people say crazy stuff, and so I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna waste my peace of mind going right. to Talk of Alvin. Like if there's something I need to see, hopefully someone will tag me. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. We no, appreciate I, it. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Thank yeah. y'all so much. If you're interested in sponsoring and creating community, we'd love to talk to you. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. And a special thank you to Emergence Functional Nutrition, the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce, and Heights Baptist Church for allowing us to 
record here and for sponsoring the show. Thank you so much. You can learn more about emergence functional nutrition at efn.fit and the chamber at alvinmanvillechamber.org. Learn more about Heights Baptist Church at heightschurch.org. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing and is available wherever you get your podcast. Show notes and more are available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. As we wrap up, what makes Joe Biden the best president? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing.